Oops, Matt Palmer messed up. First time that's ever happened. I know. In the 9,000 years of 2K maps. I hit my record video button and Matt Palmer hit what the wrong button for the audio. I hit the record audio button, but then I stopped it. So we had to start it over. But again, this was like a two second delay of the podcast. I think we all will survive. You record button stopper. (laughs) That's me. I just wanted to ruin everything. God, now now I got to go. Sorry. I'm burning the studio down. (laughs) Please don't burn because I also live here. So please don't burn it down, Sucks for you. Sucks for Jackson. Sucks for... Your neighbor's upstairs. Sucks for our landlord. Sucks for your like, landlord. I feel like he won't love that this will be burned down. How much do you think I would get sued for if I accidentally like burn this building down or like whatever? I mean a good bit. Okay. <laughs> a good bit. What if I don't have it? Well, then I guess you're getting thrown in jail. Oh, <laughs> or well. just, you know, all of your paychecks just go straight to our landlord for a while. So right, right. I don't think anybody wants that. So the studio will still stand. It will. Yes. Look at us for now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back to Two Game Mats, the podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we're back again another week. How has your week been, Matt My Steele? week has been good. Yes. I concluded hanging out with my mom. I concluded we, for the last time. I concluded <laughs> hanging out with my mom. Yes. It was a lot of fun because she left on Thursday. Okay. Um, I took her to the restaurant where I worked. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Santa Monica with uh, my friend Alicia. Oh, so that was really nice. Like We hung around on the pier, did fun things, got some ice creams, did all the fun LA stuff. My freezer is stocked full of stuff. I do love that whenever your mom comes, it's mostly just to make you food because yeah. otherwise she thinks you will starve. And my mom is like asking me, like, do you still have stuff in the freezer? And it's like, <laughs> yes, I did not eat all of it, mother. Iconic. Yeah, so Travis has been eating it, though. Good for Cause, Travis! Because she made Travis, um, like, a vegetarian soup, and so Travis has been eating that. Oh, wow. I also, yeah. wait, you mentioned this last week, but, like, has Travis always been vegetarian? I didn't know he was Travis vegetarian. has been a vegetarian since he was seven. Wow! I know, and he, like, stuck with it. Because, like, you know, when you're a kid, when I was a kid, Lord knows, I was like, I'm going to be a vegetarian, you right. know, when I was, like, six or seven. Right. And my family was like, okay, well, good luck eating, because <laughs> we're not making a new thing for you because you're right. seven yeah and uh and i would just be like i'm gonna do it and so then i would always go like two days without eating meat mm. and then i would always just you know succumb i mean it happens especially at seven years old yeah it's hard to stick with something like that you don't have as much control over what you're eating exactly so. yeah so i did a lot of fun things uh this week as well uh, after my mom left i uh, i saw a play i saw oh. a piece of theater with our friend chuck yeah uh, because his friend uh produced a play oh. and so i got to see that in england a production of real women have curves which is a movie that i really like from 2000 Okay. And this is the play that the movie was uh, based on. Okay. And so that was a really great production. And then I did something that took almost 12 years of living in LA to do. I broke my Hollywood Bowl cherry. That is wild that you've never been to the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, you know I don't do shit like that. I mean, of course. You, you, I look, you did two things like out I know. in the world. I mean, your goal. Okay, I feel well, like, don't act like I'm a fucking hermit I like mean, with no friends. You don't, I didn't say no friends, but like you going to an event in which you have to pay. Yes. And like a performance is not something that happens all the time. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm very much not like an activity person. No. Like I enjoy hanging out with friends in like a let's go out to dinner. Let's right. like go over each other's places and just like hang out. Like I'm not one to like do the adventure. Do the Hollywood bowls where you right. gotta bring a whole pack of food and I mean, sit there and eat with like like a sandwich like on your lap right. and like try to and you get crumbs all over you like not usually my bag but I did go to the Hollywood Bowl because my uh, good friend Rahida she invited me to the Sound of Music sing along oh. so of course like well that sounds like up my alley Absolutely. so if I were to break my Hollywood Bowl cherry like I will be doing it for the Sound of Music thank good you. you good for you um, so yeah it was a very fun week what did you do. I also heard yeah, through the grapevine that you ran into my friends, Natalia and Eric. I did. I ran into Hollywood Bowl. Yes. I was about to be like, I also ran into uh, Natalia and Adam, but I guess that's wrong. That is wrong. <laughs> that is not that man's name. No. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> Natalia, as I was leaving the bathroom, uh, comes up to me and she's like, oh my God, Matt Steele. And I was like, hey. And they looked familiar. Yes. And they're like, we're friends 
with Matt Palmer and Jackson and yes. we like see you at the Oscar parties and I'm like oh girl you see me at my worst because <laughs> um, because at, at the Oscar parties I sit in the center of the room and I right. don't talk to anyone and Shush I just, everyone. I, I'm focused on the TV uh, and I'm just like great house guest <laughs> and I'm like but you know you guys look you I recognize you right. obviously so I got to talk to them uh, so it's an Italian Eric Eric yes. I'm so sorry Eric that I thought your name was Adam That's for okay. 24 hours he could look like an Adam I could see him he could totally Adam. be an he Adam he could pull yeah. off Adam for sure but yes actually Natalia and Eric came over on Friday night with yes. Joe and Tim and so we had people over it was like kind of a late celebration of Jackson's birthday because you know I like when birthdays last forever mm-hmm. and he was still recovering a little bit um, he was sick for a bit and uh, was recovering over his actual birthday wasn't op- up for like hosting a thing so then by Friday he was feeling much better and we hosted just like people coming over having drinks on the patio and then we walked to a restaurant close by called the Morrison that was very good and um, that was a lovely Friday and then Saturday I have decided did I tell you that officially I am going to New York in October for my first time I think since 2017 I didn't know that this was in consideration it was in consideration because my friend Ro who was in the Diana musical Mm -hmm. is I I believe has gotten married and they're having a celebratory cocktail party and so very exciting for them oh my god congratulations congratulations I didn't know you got married yes they're very uh, the cutest couple and they were out here because she acts as well and she was on tour with a show and we got to have uh, I think it was brunch with them and so I'm excited to go to New York for the first time in like five six years uh, and I've bought all my tickets I'm going to first go to Atlanta and meet my new nephew who's also named Matthew Mm -hmm. and then be there for a couple of days then fly to New York and be there for a couple of days and then fly back here All right. well you're still going to be here for the 1989 Taylor yes I made sure thank you Yes, um, I wait, made sure. So also, days. like, what Broadway show are you seeing? Like, are I mean, I assume Kimberly Akimbo, since okay, that's been that's my fair. personality for so long. Yeah. Uh, I have not bought the tickets yet, but I have gone to Century City because it was time for me. I had had my suit for... I don't know, five, eight years. And I was like, I just think it's time for a new suit. And I looked up online and I hate, they're not sponsoring this video and they should, but there's this site called Suit Supply, which mm-hmm. basically they have a lot of well-made suits and you can like request that someone fits you for a suit. Cause it's like, yes, I can put on clothes and be like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be worn. But like, I'm not like the most knowledgeable about suits sure. specifically. Yeah. So I went over there and Century City Mall on a Saturday was fucking insane. But mm-hmm. we eventually parked. Jackson was there. We had a nice suit knowledgeable person who I think went to school for suits and things sure. and did all that. And so I got fitted and I got a correct suit that's now currently being altered. I'll be picking it up when I go to your house on the west side to record our videos this I week. I love that. Yeah. I um I need to have a suit altered as well with the yes. tailor because I've lost so much weight. Oh, well, great. And also like the styling. It's a suit that I've had since like like 2010 maybe and right. the styling has changed then. Like we're, we're putting taking suits in. Right, uh, right. Now. And it's still like a good like gray suit that I need. There you go. I know. I hate it though. I fucking hate dressing up. I know up. you do. I nothing but, that makes me angrier than like having to put on a suit. I don't dislike it if the suit fits well. Hence why I was like, let me just get a suit that like has a cute color. It's like a bit of a forest green moment. Sure. And it like you know it just fits me nicely. And so it's like that isn't exciting to wear. I'm not gonna wear it all the time. But when I wear it, I want to feel nice. I of course I want to feel nice and everything. Yeah. But like I just I hate layers. Like I hate um, like a jet like a like a thing over a thing over a thing. That happens. And I hate there's so many pieces and I hate having to like store the suit mm. like that's always such a hassle it's just put in your closet How do you it doesn't it? fit in my closet it doesn't fit in the no, closet if you, if, have, you a- if you have like a suit protector holder thing yeah, yeah it doesn't fit in my closet because the shelves are in the way why don't I, I that was my closet why don't I remember his. it I don't know I feel like you just I don't know you could figure it out where do you store it I, I store it like under my bed like um, oh. like flat yeah. oh my yeah well I'm gonna have to travel with mine I have to fly to New York with mine so oh that sucks I know we're gonna oh, figure it out sucks. but I love the suit it's going to be beautiful and I don't hate suits because you know I'm an adult mm-hmm. um, and then on <laughs> Saturday we came back from that big day of suiting uh, and I watched a reality show which I will talk about later okay great and then today I accidentally woke up early I woke up at 7.45 by accident and I went on a walk and called my mom and did all that but then that's why I needed to take a nap before we recorded the podcast Mm. because I was like I need to be wide-eyed and bushy-tailed for the people um so I did that and I woke up cut my hair and turned the camera on all right yeah didn't even put a shirt on I didn't shirtless right now not shirtless but the shirt is a bit of an under a bit of a tank he's wearing it's a wife beater yeah we don't say that anymore yeah, we do. No, we don't. Girl, I'm from Jersey. We say, well, wife sweetie, beater. we don't. And so, time to change. Hence, why Whatever. you need a new suit. You need to stop saying that. Whatever. We don't wife, say wife, that. Beater, wife beaters are hot. The sweetie, shirts, not the we're actual not people. Saying, like, why I'm telling you? I'm trying to help. Here I am trying to help. They're called Next wife up, beaters. They're not anymore. I don't know how many times I can say it. If you write, think about it in your head. Don't say anything else. Okay. Thank you. Next, are you ready for some stories? Yes, ready fuck. For some news for idiots. 
Drew Barrymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm already tired going over this story because it truly was one of those stories that there was a new update every day, which like, is that the new thing for news is like, if there's a story that people are like engaging with, let's give a new update on that story every five fucking minutes. Yeah. And I guys, feel like at the end of the day, she made the right decision. She did. So <laughs> she came out on Instagram, you know, early in the week and said that she was going to return to her show amid the writer strike and the SAG strike. She said she owned the choice and was going to be complying with strike rules because she wasn't going to have artists or I guess actors on to talk about and promote their projects. And so she's like, in that way we can still have the show going and like people and the crew will not be affected, but blah, 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 blah. Unfortunately, there are writers that are WGA union writers on her show. Mm. And so she, she would still, she's still a struck show like to, put her show back on while these WGA writers are still striking is giving the signal to the AMTP. I don't know what they are. The the group that we hate. (laughs) Giving the signal like, see, we can do shit without writers. See, Mm -hmm. we don't need these writers to do our stuff. Let's just resume production, get things back going, blah, 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 blah. It's a bad message. It was crossing the picket line. It was scabbing and it was a bad choice. She got a lot of blowback for this for obvious and good reasons. She was disinvited from hosting the National Book Awards because of the strike breaking. Uh, And then she posted an apology video about the scabbing, but without saying she wasn't going to scab anymore. I didn't watch the video, but essentially she says she's bringing it back because like she managed to do it during the pandemic. Like the show is, you know, such a good thing for people to have. It's a positive voice blah 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 I, I don't think she needed to include she that didn't. in the video like she didn't. yeah yeah I, th- th- yeah no um yeah I, I did see the video and you know she was very much just like I own this decision blah 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 so it's like okay mm. and, you know as a person with like a beating heart it's like okay I can empathize right. but as a union member I don't like <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know? of course yeah. like I hear what you're saying but that doesn't negate the fact that by doing this you are you know crossing the picket line and you are just making it more difficult for the strike to end. Hello. Yeah, it's like yes, even though you want to like save the jobs of like your crew and everything, right? Like, you are making it. You are prolonging the strike even more and making it worse. And what people like Kelly Clarkson are doing is they're just paying the crew out of pocket. Like yeah. Drew Barrymore is a very rich woman. If she wants to, you know, even if she didn't want to pull, put it like out of her own pocket, pay these people, she could start a podcast. A lot of those late night hosts are starting a podcast, and like the funds from that will be paying their staff yeah, during I mean, this hey. time. It's a good idea. And the thing is, people love Drew Barrymore's show, so like if she did a po- in a oh. podcast type of way as a way to raise money for like people will listen yes. and it will make money absolutely it yeah. would have made a lot of money uh, and then I guess today she posted on her Instagram again I have listened to everyone and I am making the decision to pause the show's premiere until the strike is over I have no words to express my deepest apologies to anyone I have hurt and of course our incredible team who works on the show and has made it what it is today it this was the right move. It's it's too bad that it took so much blowback to get here, but it is already having a good domino effect. I believe the talk and also uh, Jennifer Hudson's talk show, which had been planned were to like resume production, have both pushed back their you know start dates again yeah. until the strike is over. I believe the view is still going. So well, the view never stopped. Right. So yeah. let's focus on <laughs> them. I think they're a problem, and Bill Maher is also a problem. I believe mm. those two yeah, late Bill's night shows. Again. Yeah, they're starting up. They do have, uh, you know, union writers who are not working with them. So I feel like a lot of this attention was placed on Drew. And I'm not saying Drew didn't do anything wrong because she certainly did. I'm glad she's not doing anything wrong now. But it did seem like pointed at her in a way that like, okay, well, there are other shows that are doing the same thing and they're just not as public facing. So let's focus a little bit of that energy on those shows that should probably not be on right now. Sure. All right. Yeah, I agree. I'm happy she made the right decision. I am too. We can go on with what we need to go on with. Absolutely. Let's (laughs) go on with the rest of our lives and great things to discuss like Olivia Rodrigo and her album Guts. It has officially debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 with first week sales of 300 and 2,000 units. This marks as an uptick from uh, the Sour debut, which was 295,000 uh, units first week, which was on top of like obviously the hugeness. A huge scandal. The yeah. hugeness of that scandal. Yeah. And Guts, it felt like it was the strength of the songs mm-hmm. and the music and like word of mouth because I think initial predictions were a bit lower. Like they were like, oh, she'll debut with like 245K or 250 and it went up and up and up because the album is fucking excellent. And I just I love seeing good music top the charts. Oh yeah, right? especially and then like a, a girl who like like writes all of her stuff and has such a clear voice and a clear point yes. of view and everything. And it's just like so 
so young. I know she's <laughs> like, a baby. And it's amazing that she's able to do all that at yes. such a young age. I Although know. I shouldn't say that because she's in the last right? teenage dream. She's like, when am I going to stop being uh, wise, for my, wise age. for my age and everything? It's like, well, but girl, you are. <laughs> like, you know. Right. We should write a rope sponge song. And it's like, yes, I understand. But like, you are really grateful. You are really you grateful. Are. Yeah, exactly. And like, so, I, that's good. I and wasn't I, doing that at 19. I wasn't. Like, no one was here. saying I was wise for my age at 19. They're like, oh. Who's she? Another one. <laughs> Another one. Another kid. What are they going to do? <laughs> right. And she also released a music video for Get Him Back, which was shot on the iPhone 15. I know. I and love the video. The video is great. It's so fucking great. I also read a tweet that was, again, from one of my like insider Twitter accounts that, like, is it verified? No. That said that both Bad Idea Right and Get Him Back were not official singles and just promo singles. Stop it. Stop Get it. Get Him Back must be Get an Him official. Get Him Back is an immediate classic that everyone likes. Like, every single, like, top 10 like 11 or 12 list of like or not top 10 but like ranking of her album yes. like songs her album has get him back as like one two or three hello like everyone loves get him back so i don't know what the label's doing but if you're not pushing this song to radio you must do it right now what could they possibly push that's well, not yeah. get him back like what else is there like this i mean i'm making the bed i would love to see there sure. are other tracks but sure like, honestly is- like get him back if it was the first single i would have been down i agree and i guess maybe people maybe they're like ah oh, but she's rapping during the verses is that going to connect with the audience and i'm here to tell you yes yes, yes it is yeah so don't make us make a justice for get him back video. The song is funny and like kitschy while still also being so melodic and skillful in its execution. The hook is perfect and immediately memorable and it can resonate with everyone. Everyone likes it. Absolutely. Make it the single. And there's already a video. Make it the single. Right. And it's a great time with Apple, which they did announce. They announced the new iPhone and the new Apple Watch. There weren't too many updates on the Apple Vision Pros. But a good update that I think is happening because of EU rules is now all of the iPhones are going to use USB-C cables, which basically are the cables that charge your computer are also going to be used to charge your phone. There was an EU rule that, like, we need to start using uh, just one cord for all of these things so that, like, it's less wasteful. People don't need to buy a million different cords for a different, sure, million different devices. Yeah. So I'm excited that Apple has done that and that by the next time I buy an iPhone, it will I won't be buying this one because I just bought mine. But it'll all be able to use the same cord because my new my iPad uses USB-C, my computer uses USB-C, and the last holdout is the lightning bolt cable on my phone and not for long. I think it also has a 5X optical zoom on the camera, which is great. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Whatever that you know, means, you know, I think that's great. You know I was watching that. Oh, of course you I were. was just like at my computer like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, I can't wait to do this I'm, when I get my I, new phone right, in however many years. I'm going to promise you uh-huh. this. Uh-huh. This by January, by Christmas, mm-hmm. I will have bought myself an Apple Watch. I know I've been threatening to buy one. Literally for over <laughs> half a decade. Like, I know that. It's 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 happening now because I saw the video and how they were like just snapping their fingers together to like make things happen. I was like, oh, I need that. <laughs> Wait, that, what? It's like it's like oh, I have a call on my phone. I need to answer it. Clap clap. Hello. Oh, with your fingers. With your fingers. Oh, that's cute. It's amazing. That's cute. And it feels like a precursor to the Apple Vision Pro. And I have to like get myself like my body prepared for it. You but know? like, are you gonna dip into the Apple Vision Pro savings to get this Apple Watch? <sighs> I mean, that just that just halts the Apple Vision Pro buying. I understand that, but part of me is like. I know logically, if we're going to be logical, Olivia, uh, we sh- I should wait until they make like the second version of the Apple Vision Pro. They of get course. people's yeah, feedback. Yeah, yeah. Will I have the patience to do so? I don't know. But at least I'll have like a little mini Apple Vision Pro on my wrist, you know? Okay. A mini Apple Vision Pro. <laughs> I don't know if that's what the Apple Watch does. That's how I'd like to think of it. Okay. I think they serve <laughs> different purposes. But you sure. Know. Sure. Yeah. Um, did you see Lauren Boebert getting kicked out of... Beetlejuice? Girl, and then just like more and more parts of the story just piled on and piled on. It is. Okay, so she attended a Sunday night performance of Beetlejuice in Denver and was escorted out after allegedly vaping, singing, recording, and causing a disturbance during the performance. Uh, As Bobert was escorted out of the show, she allegedly said, do you know who I am? I'm on the board and I will be contacting the mayor. (laughs) Police arrived in the lobby uh, and stayed until Bobert left. I also, from what I heard, Mm-hmm. Was she <coughs> engaging in like sex acts with her? I husband? don't know. Apparently, like people looked at the footage and like there was some groping happening in during the audience Beetlejuice? Like, during. What you know? What I, I you know what I love Michael Keaton as well. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Michael Keaton is not in this one, I think of right. Beetlejuice. I think of him. Yes. Uh, but um, 
uh, that shouldn't be happening in any theater moment. But like Beetlejuice isn't an interesting choice if you were to choose one, (laughs) which you should choose none. Um, (laughs) That's not the one I. You know what? The good thing to come from this is now maybe the young kids know: don't do stupid shit like this in a theater when a play is happening. Do not sing along. Do not vape. Do not record with your phone. Please, thank you. Like these are all bad, and you know not to do the other one. Oh yes, Yes. I'd like to think everyone knows not to do the other one. And also, wasn't there a pregnant person? seated near her who like went to the usher and was like this person won't stop vaping right yeah. behind me and it yeah. was Lauren Boebert also you shouldn't <sighs> vape in general truly <laughs> vaping you know I have a friend whose son died from vaping so whenever anyone vapes I right. give them the mother lecture I I'm think, like I don't give a fuck if you don't want to hear this lecture I know. stop it I'm I'm yes I'm a person who's very like live and love live but like except for vaping <laughs> except for vaping don't do that um in sad news Hugh Jackman and his wife of, was it 27 years? Deborah Lee Jackman have separated. They are moving forward with love and kindness and gratitude. They're respectfully and amicably ending their marriage. But they met in 1995, wed a year later, and shared two children. To me, it's just sad because that's such a long relationship. Mm -hmm. And, like, she went through hell being with that man. I feel like initially during their relationship, like, because of, like, People perceiving that he was more attractive than she was. And then also, I must say, just because we're called the Two Gay Mats podcast, anyone who's trying to get off their Twitter likes saying something about like, oh, everybody's jumping on Scruff right now. Everybody in the Mm -hmm. West Village looking for Hugh. It's like, don't do that. Yeah. We are done with that. It is so done. It is so late. It is so gross. Leave this man alone. If he'd like to come out when he comes out, celebrate him. But until then... Give him his privacy. This is a father of children. This is a wife. Like, I don't know. I just think the jokes are so old and boring and, like, and rude. I don't know. It just, like, I it made me sad because the first thing I thought of was, like, oh, the gays are going to have a fucking feel I know. this. But also, the thing is with her and everything, guys, every time I have seen her, like, in public doing something, she fucking rules. Right. Like, this lady is so fun. I would marry her. Like, she is so much fun. And, like, you could tell they just adored each other. Yes. And it's just, like, of course they would get married. Like, like they, you can tell that they love each other. They just have so much fun together. And so I, I'm really sad that the relationship And, like, I feel like everyone's getting a divorce. I know. This is. I'm I'm not getting no divorce. I'm not either. I'm. Yeah. We're both unmarried. We're both. <laughs> we un- are both, both un- unmarried women. Married. Um, oh, I have more news, but none of it is like fun. Um, oh yeah, give it to us. Okay, I didn't look into this story. I don't know if you did. Did you see that Hassan Minaj apparently just made up a lot of the stuff in his act? And like, I guess there are specific points where like things were kind of true, and he fudged the truth and. There was a woman that was mentioned, like, she, he was told he couldn't go to prom with because of her racist parents. This person, like, they figured out her identity, and she received a lot of hate mail, oh. and that whole story was a lie. Oh. So, I, okay. the thing is, at first I was like, why are we so mad at this guy for making stuff up? But it yeah. seems like a lot of the core of his jokes that led to, like, some negative things happening to other people involved in these stories. Like, all the people weren't fictional, but the situations were. Okay. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, when you tell me, like, oh, a comedian made stuff up or, like, exaggerate stuff right. for the con, I'm just like, oh, what the fuck's wrong exactly. with that? Literally like, every comedian thing. does it to, like, make the stories bigger and more fun and everything. But when you know the identity of the people, yes. the people online, you know, are going to do their sleuthing or whatever. Right. Um, then that's when it becomes a little sticky. So for the first part of the story, I was just like, who the fuck cares? But right. now I'm kind of like, oh. Right. Yeah. Um, like, yes. Yeah. So I, I haven't looked completely into that story, so I can't have much of an opinion, but that part to me kind of grossed me out. And I... I don't know. I guess we'll keep eyes on it. If I hadn't taken a nap today, maybe I would have learned more. But that's mm. all I know now. That's where we are. Well, you know. In more disturbing news, um, and you know, trigger warning, this is about sexual assault. Uh, Russell Brand has been accused of the R word and sexual assault and abuse. Um, apparently, a Channel 4 documentary called In Plain Sight uh, will air uh, in the UK, we will hear testimony from five women who make allegations including rape, sexual assault, and controlling uh, and emotionally abusive behavior, which he denies. It's a collab with The Times, The Sunday Times, and you can watch it at 9 p.m. if you are in the UK. I don't remember. I don't know what day this was posted, but it just is scary. And I, the one article, the one story that I read from the article was about this one of the um, victims who was like, I was underage and like was sent in a car by Russell Brand, like to be taken from point like point A. I think got she got picked up from school oh. and was being the driver drove her to his house and the driver was like, I am begging you not to get out of this car. 
you are the age of my daughter. Please don't get out. And the girl was like, I promise I'm fine and got out. It just is like really disgusting mm. and horrifying things that I think he's come out and said aren't true. And like he received a standing ovation somewhere in public, which is like fucking revolting. But it's also like, would this even come to air if like all the lawyers involved, like knew they weren't that like channel four and the Sunday times were not going to get sued for libel, like off their pants. Like it seems like these are very valid reports Mm -hmm. and him saying they're not true, but also not like launching a suit feels like, I don't know. It's just, I it's, it grosses me out. It makes me so sick. And it's like, I hate that Katy Perry was ever around this person. And if the allegations turn out to be true, didn't he like <sighs> say he wanted a divorce via text? I yes, I believe so. I never watched that movie, but I yes, that's from what I hear. The scene is she, he texts her, and then she just like has to go on stage and perform. Yeah. So this man is a monster. <laughs> Either way you slice it. But I mean, the thing also is like when all this happened, I was kind of just like, oh, I I thought like th- a bunch of this stuff already happened with him. I think that's why it's called in plain sight. It's because we all sure. like his his whole you know when he was a mainstream celebrity, at least in the U.S. His whole. The way people thought of him was like, oh, he's a womanizer, he's a playboy, he's promiscuous. So, like, this being what was actually happening doesn't feel like a shock, but it still feels, like, important that it's being exposed and that it's being talked about. And, you know, he, I think, is now kind of pivoted to, I don't know if it's, like, incel community alt-right, but, like, he's more of, like, a YouTube talking head. Sure, Who's, like, against the mainstream media, blah, 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 which, you know... These are not people I engage with, so I have not seen Russell Brand in a long time, but I hope all of these victim stories have been told uh, fairly and that they find the healing and justice that they very much deserve. Yeah. All right? All right. Matt Steele. Yeah. Is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share with the I people? don't believe that there is. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more Today Matt's, the podcast. Okay, let's. Let's. Okay, guys, we're back. We're back. It's true. Matt Palmer. Yes. Do your thing. Guys. We love you so much. Thank you so much for listening or watching this podcast. If you enjoy it, please make sure to go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Look up Two Gay Mats. Give us a five-star review. Uh, It would mean so much to us. And again, unfortunately, we only accept five stars. So if you have something negative to say about the podcast, write it in your journal. Mm -hmm. Send yourself an email. Five-star reviews would help us on both apps so much. We want as many people to hear this podcast as possible, and we appreciate you so much. And if you wanted to become a patron, you could do that by going to patreon.com slash 2gaymats, where you get extra bonus content. So often these days, you get to join the Discord, make a bunch of new friends you just haven't met yet. Uh, I just uploaded uh, our our four review, and Ah, that's going to be coming out tomorrow. That's going to be fun. That was fun to That was very fun. (laughs) And you get, like, sometimes you get podcasts and uh, videos early. It's just a fun place to be. Yeah, you get to join the Discord. Yes, we, we hope to see you there. Yeah. All right. So this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. Yes. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at 2 at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. Yes. Uh, so first we got an update question from Oz <sighs> about the Email My Heart from the previous week. I read and, this. And we won't read this one out loud, but we just want to say, Oz, we love you. Stay strong. We love you. <laughs> um, we love you. Next email, which is, isn't a question, but it's just nice and it's short. So I'll read it. Mm. And it just says, thank you so much. Uh, It's from Kelly. And it's this weekend. My flight got canceled multiple times and I've spent a million hours in the airport. But somehow watching your review of Olivia Rodrigo's album still brought me such joy. Thank you for keeping me sane and smiling. Kelly, we have all been there in the airport when the flights get canceled. It I can't think of anything that sucks worse. It's the worst feeling. It's the worst feeling on the planet. So we're happy that you could find some solace in that. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. Okay, so we got some questions this time. All right, so this is from Jaleesa. Jaleesa says, Christmas Cabaret. Hi, Mats. I've been invited to perform at my community theater's Christmas Cabaret this year. This is my first time, and I'm so excited. They want us to come to the first rehearsal with one song in mind, and I want to hear your recommendations. Straight away, I wanted to do Santa Tell Me by Ariana, but I'm not sure if they want us to do contemporary songs as as our audience leans elderly. Mm. I was also thinking Silent Night, but it can be so low and dreary, (laughs) albeit beautiful. If it helps, I've been told I'm a mezzo-soprano, who's afraid of her voice lol don't be afraid don't be afraid uh fantine's material sits in the sweet spot of my range okay musical theater reference Hello. which i'm realizing as i write this can be a little low and dreary haha <laughs> i was in godspell and sang by my side i love that song and the treasurer for the company who is running this christmas cabaret didn't like how low and dark this was in my voice and i agreed it was too low hence why i'm iffy about silent night if you have any modern or traditional christmas song recommendations i would love to hear them 
listen, hmm. I'm not the Christmas music aficionado, yes. but I have to say whenever I am asked to like bring in something um, that I feel like could showcase myself and then they could decide amongst themselves like, yeah. after I bring it in, I'm always like, I'm going to go in with my first choice mm. um, that uh, I feel most comfortable with and you know, they can nix it at rehearsal or whatever, but like. I would go in being like, this is the one song, What? Do you, how do you feel about it? Right. So I say go in and, and uh, be like, hey, can I sing Santa Tell Me by Ariana? And like, totally. if the audience is older, be like, hey, can I you know, sing like maybe like a, a just a piano with just piano accompaniment and like maybe slow it down a little bit for them or like, or just sing the real thing. Right. I, like, if that's the song that you feel really comfortable singing, like right. go for it. I can't see... You know, older people, even if they don't know the song, I can't see them being like, boo, get off the stage. <laughs> like, I'm sure right. if it sounds great in your voice, then I say go in with that suggestion. Right. I also feel like uh, a lot of people, even if you were an older person and like you didn't know Santa Tell Me, I feel like Christmas music, especially if you focus on like, oh, these are the hits from yesteryear, like the things we all know, it can get very ballad heavy. So uh -huh. I feel like you would be breaking up the set coming in with Santa Tell Me. And again, I think your first choice is always a good one. If you're going to go with something more traditional, I always love the first Noel. Uh, Little Town of Bethlehem is a great song. Um, I'm not a Santa Claus comes coming to town person. I know not it's up tempo. Cheery. No, too cheery. Uh, Joy to the world. If there's an arrangement of that, I feel like that always goes off. Give it a little gospel flavor. I don't know. I feel like Santa tell me sounds good though. And also yeah. another Ariana. Um, what is the Ariana um, original that I really love? Uh, Snow in California. It's not That's, up tempo, but it's lovely. And it can be done with just a guitar, so I bet you could do it with just a piano. Oh, I bet. Like, and, and, you know, if your voice fits well with Ariana's, um, you know, range and everything. Totally. Uh, Snow in California would be a great choice because it's, it's a little more traditional feeling. Totally. So if you're worried about Santa Tell Me being a little too, like, modern, right. I think Snow in California could be something that they would like. For sure. Definitely. And, also, and I maybe like, maybe I'm Mariah, like, miss you most at Christmas time. <laughs> I would just, I would bring them all to tears. <laughs> and maybe that's what they need and maybe it would be cathartic, but like, there's no sadder or better Christmas song than Missy Most of Christmas Time. Sure, but is that too dreary for like a Christmas cabaret? <sighs> Who cares? Sometimes, Just do it. <laughs> sometimes Christmas is sad, especially if you're old, I bet. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Not in a mean way, but like, you know, you've lived a lot of life. You've lived a lot of life. Ups and downs have occurred. Lots of Christmases. Maybe. maybe try, just try it out. Maybe. Just try it out. See if you Fun like fact. it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the next uh, email comes to us from Britt and Britt says, integrity. Oh, I, love that. I love that title. <laughs> That's the subject line in all caps. Iconic. Uh, I work at a very popular restaurant in L.A. Okay. Last week, we had a customer that was just very much terrible and very mm. entitled. My quote-unquote work wife had the privilege of serving her. The order wasn't even in the POS system, and she was in tears. We mm. were having a good kiki off of how much of an asshole this customer was, and she goes, since she's such an asshole, she can eat asshole tonight. She took the top half of her burger bun, walked back towards the freezer, and rubbed the bun on her bare ass cheek. Woo! The customer never knew, but however, my boss caught my friend on the camera and and also her talking to me right before. This customer was a musician, so this was taken a little more seriously. Upon being asked... I did give her up. Since then, she has been calling and texting, but I just don't know what to do. Is this something I should own up to? Thank you so much. Found you through the Beyonce Surprise album drop video, Brit. Oh, Lord. I, okay, usually I have read the emails before we come in today. I had not read that. Yeah. Uh, wait, so, okay. What I'm understanding is that she did tell her manager that her friend did this when asked, and, like, mm -hmm. she's wondering... Okay, also, I would like to know how much trouble did the friend get in? Like, did she get fired? Did I she mean, get that sounds, I would, if I was the manager, I would, I would definitely fire her. Um, um, I mean, the, I, okay, so you're trying to figure out if you should tell your friend, like, yeah, I told the truth. Uh, listen, your friend was in the wrong. A thousand a trillion percent. And... You should not have to sacrifice your own job. Right. Like, like the that's true. Yeah, that's true. you should not have to sacrifice your own livelihood to like cover for a friend who is clearly in the wrong, and your friend who has already been caught. Right. Like the thing is, like your boss already caught right. your friend. Your boss knew what the truth was. You just, I would just say, I told the boss I had nothing to do with it. And that I, also, I did not encourage you to do this at all. I guess I'm also wondering what are the texts 
like about like what is she te- is she like oh I got fired so annoying what else is going on or is she like I need to figure out who told on me because mm-hmm. I feel like if it's the first one and she doesn't ask <laughs> you have to offer it up you don't have of to be course, like oh yeah. I have to tell you this but but if she asks did he talk to you or she talked to you about this and did you tell the truth I think you should be honest and be like look girl I you know you're my work wife but I, I, this came to me. I didn't want my job to be in jeopardy, and it was the truth. And that's why I said it. It may harm your friendship. You guys might not be friends anymore. But babe, you, who knows what a person can do if they're open to doing that? You know what I mean? Well, also, like, it's not even like you gave her up. The camera gave her up. She was already yes, caught before the true. boss even said asked you anything. Right. So you did not give your friend up. Your boss probably just because the thing is, if you were to say no, my friend didn't do this, then like you your boss bad. would know that you are lying yes. and you would get in trouble and yes. you would appear just as well, not just as, but like <laughs> you would appear guilty as well. So like it is perfectly acceptable. And your friend should understand this. It is perfectly acceptable for me to like stick up for myself and say, I did not encourage this behavior. Right. That's all that's all you really need to say to just be like, I did not all I just tell your friend if you somehow have to talk about this with her, just be like, I did not I, all I said was I told my the boss that I did not encourage you to do this. Um do, do people in food, this do you think this is not that specific event, but like fussing I've, with? I've never witnessed something like that at okay. my restaurant. Well, uh, not at your That's restaurant crazy. now, but in history, because you've worked at other restaurants, we'll assume it's another restaurant. What's like the worst thing someone has done to someone who was like in preparing their food if the person was like really rude? Because in my head, I know this is like worst case scenario. I was watching the bear. I, mm-hmm. I get it. I understand that this could conceivably happen. Nothing but, terrible like that. Right, it's very that, much just like, oh, I'm going to be a little slower with sure. their order. I, yes. I'm gonna, like, oh, okay. like I'm going to let the fries sit out a little longer before I bring them to the table. Yes. <laughs> like stuff like that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. No, that, nothing that's I truly terrible. I needed to know that this wasn't going to like a regular occurrence for yeah. people in the food service industry because like, no, 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 no. I mean, girl, <gasps> be, be nice to yourself. Oh, I, I'm always nice. <laughs> I'm always nice. But even I just... It, you know I don't do well with that kind of thing. Of so, course, yes. Matt Steele, uh, you are going to be the only two gay minutes this week because I have no real Bravo news to, you know, expound. Hi, um, guys. And, yeah, my reality show thing needs to be by giving me moments. So, Matt okay. Steele. Well, guys, welcome to Two Gay Wait, Minutes. Wait, no, hold on, babe. <laughs> oh, no, I was, I was going to tell the people what oh, Two Gay okay, Minutes great. was. This is Two Gay Minutes. This yeah. is the section of the podcast where one of us rambles about something that the other Matt doesn't give a shit about <laughs> for two minutes. We yes. only have two minutes. And then we have to shut up about it, even though we never do. And right. there's usually a little follow up. And okay, someone in the comments did request that they wanted to hear more opinions from you versus recap. I don't know if today is the there's day. There's a little bit of opinion in there about want, like what yes. something should do. I mean, it's at the end. Woo! So like, <laughs> you have like you have no idea how long the two gay minutes is. I just it's shorter, saw it's shorter than last is week's. It really? Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. for pages on pages. Okay, no, it's just three paragraphs, three very big paragraphs. But um, are you ready? Yeah, sure. Right. Why that? Okay, this is Big Brother related, of course, preface. Okay. okay. Spoiler alert. All right. Three, two, one, go. Cam's HOA training continued to be fabulous as everyone was in a tizzy over the seeds of doubt he was spreading throughout the entire week. I love a player who can make a bold move even if it's not perfectly executed, so I loved Cam this week. Izzy and Felicia remain nominated with Izzy as his target and all of the house lying to him, telling that they'd vote her out. We were being set up for a Cameron to be blindsided with the vote result until America, who had nothing to lose and has had Izzy and Suri clocked as a power duo for weeks, she talked to Cameron and revealed to him that she was that he was Jared's initial target the week before had he not won the power of veto he would have been gone uh, she also revealed to him that the house was voting to get rid of Felicia and not Izzy a pissed off Cam tells this to Felicia who tells her only ally Mimi who also who tells her ally Mimi who also believed Suri and the house was voting to save her so Mimi is pissed because she's going to be left out in the dark on this vote in the meantime a hot headed Izzy tells Corey that she wants to target America his literal showmance um, um, Corey also finds out that Suri never told him she played in the power competition two weeks prior but she did tell Matt he realizes Suri is aligned with the whole house and that Izzy is her right hand man and needs to go he and America proceed to flip the entire vote finally making Suri and Jared on the wrong side of the vote for once the morning of the eviction Jared sensing something was wrong tells Matt Corey and Matt a bold faced lie that Jag told him that they were flipping the vote to get rid of Izzy Matt and Corey deny 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 but it leads to a giant fight which where voices were actually raised for the first time since Big Brother in 2020 during the fight Jared points to Matt who was deaf and mostly understands people by reading lips saying you must have misunderstood which upset Matt because he felt like Jared was using his disability against him Jared is 
forced to confess that he lied about Jag. Um, Izzy was evicted and refusing to hug Cameron and Corey on her way out. We got the famous wall comp, which lasted a pathetic 43 minutes. Jared won HOH. He nominated Corey in America, has a plan to backdoor to Cam because Cam is a comp beast and the whole house wants him gone. Jag won the power of veto, so Cam is probably going to get evicted. But I think this is a bad idea because Julie announced that there's only a jury of six players and not the usual nine. It behooves people to get rid of duos to prevent one half of the duo from being in jury and the other half from being in the final two. Also, Cam promised Jerry his jury vote and if he kept him around until jury. And so that is why I believe Cam should stay this week. It's better for Jared's game. Okay. Yeah. That was two minutes. Yeah. Also, I just want to say one more sentence. (laughs) Okay. Izzy being gone has made the feed so boring. (laughs) Like comparatively. Right. Because she was just... Such a strategist. She's all over the place. I will tell you, every time you start, I'm like, this is going to be the week I get it. This is going to be the week I can follow everything I was skipping sentences, too. I was skipping chunks. I just, you you lose me so soon. And I'm sure there were some sentences in there that I just like completely said it incorrectly. So long story short, if you had to give your enjoyment of watching the feeds and or the show right now, Mm -hmm. one to ten, what what number do you give it? It's very hard because like... Every it's it's a very strategic season, and it's a, like everyone is like you know talking, talking, talking. Yes. So there's a lot going on like strategy wise. Yes. Uh, so that's very entertaining, and it's like I wouldn't say it's like super unpredictable. It's just like entertaining to watch them like strategize. Okay. Um, however, we're even though we did get finally get a fight this season. Yes. Um, it still doesn't have the dynamic like. Uh, Arguing that like old seasons of Big Brother used to have and okay. everything, but now there is like a nice shift back and forth. Suri is uh, no longer just like completely like gonna ride to the end anymore. Right. Like she, th- her side is not so much in power. Um, last week, um, so it's it's an entertaining season. It's good. Um, I don't know where we'll. I will have to wait until the end of the season to figure out where it lands in my ranking of okay. Big Brother seasons. All right. Yeah. All right, I All right. am ready for giving me moments. Matt Palmer, are you ready for giving me moments? I am very much so ready. Matt Palmer, I... was giving you moments this week? I will just say, I'm not proud of this. <laughs> but we can blame Bitch Sesh, a great uh, podcast, and um, that's available now on the Casey and Daniels Garbage World. If you want to become, um, you know, join there, you can listen to their podcast. It comes out every week. And they have turned me on to a show that I guess has been airing on TLC for about five years now. Okay. It is called Welcome to Plathville. What the fuck is that? I've <laughs> never heard show of this. Is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I like Janie called me today. He's like, oh, what did you do last night? I was like, well, have you heard of Welcome to Plathville? <laughs> because we have started watching last week and we're through season one. We've begun season two. We got through six hour-long episodes. It, this is about a family in rural Georgia. Uh-huh. And they're all very blonde. And um there are people who the parents are like, we don't believe in technology. We think it's bad for kids. And like, we don't believe in social media and we homeschool our kids. They Uh don't go to regular school Mm -hmm. and we keep them sheltered from all of what they dub as junk. Anything out there that could be perceived as sexy or, you know, has sugar in it. They only eat honey for Uh like sweetness. They don't do sugar. Okay. And, um, everything else outside of their home and their farm is junk. I'm sorry to inter- interrupt, um, yes. but like they're very anti like the media of it all and yet they have a TV show. Thank you! Yeah. That was my thing. You're signing yeah. up for them to be on a reality show. What did you think was going to happen? But my favorite thing about it initially is they the 21-year-old, the oldest boy, has gotten married to a girl named uh, Olivia who also grew up in a similar kind of family but I guess was more less conservative, less like when we go to the beach, we only go during the winter time and we all need to be fully clothed head to toe because sex is awful. Sex is awful. Yes. Sure. Uh, so there, but so now Olivia is like opening Ethan up to other things. Like they're like, we don't want Ethan around the young kids without us around because like they could, you know, Ethan and Olivia are bad influences on the younger kids. And then they cut to Ethan. And he's like, I'm having my first Coke ever. And it's, just, <laughs> and it's just like, he's truly, he's Kenneth the page. And he's just like, wow, Coca-Cola is real good. Listen, like maybe he meant cocaine. He didn't. He was, <laughs> <laughs> opening up that can of coke. It's so they're like, this is a family divided. This is a house divided. And you look at like the bad influence and it's truly the most harmless human being you've ever met. I love and that. It's I just, love that. It's because you look at them and like the stakes feel so high, but what you're arguing about is so minuscule. You know I love nothing more than a farce where the stakes are so low but feel so high. <laughs> and it's just like as that's we've only gone from season one to season two and the change that has happened within some of these characters within one season 
is jarring. There's an 18-year-old named, uh, I guess, Micah, who is like, I guess he must just like work out all the time, and he like is a handsome kid. And uh, the first season, like, gets it like Olivia because she's the troublemaker who's ruining the family. It's like he's like people always ask me if I should be a model and like maybe I should and, he's, and Olivia's like oh I know a model in like some of like Tallahassee like somewhere not real and uh, <laughs> Tallahassee is the capital of Florida sure uh, but like somewhere and you I know. actually have been to Tallahassee That's it's very right. real I love it uh, but so like he learned he like does a whole scene where he like does a little model walk and like meets a girl and then it's like oh guess Mike is getting into modeling season two. Oh no he's gotten it opens with his Instagram videos of himself like taking videos I'm like this is my workout routine every day like subscribe make she's like yeah I got a phone and everyone loves me on Instagram and now I'm becoming this person he's on social media he's going to hell I know he's definitely going to hell and like there's also this girl named Mariah who's like I just want to go to college like she's very much like my parents have controlled so much of my life and I want to get out there and like go to college and become a real person and I've never seen anyone be more anti-college than these two parents and it's like why would you just why would you say their education is not important and they're like, well, you know, uh, I was in a sorority when I was a kid. This is where she's like, yeah, you could join a sorority. Like one of the guides on the college campus, the mom, Kim, is like, well, I was a sorority when I was a kid, when I was in college. And like they said it was philanthropic, but it was all about drinking and partying. And like I got drunk and like woke up on the side of the road drunk and I had driven. And it's like, OK, ma'am, <laughs> this you're not redoing your life through these children. Yeah, you know, you can tell this story. So like if your daughter is in that type of situation, she knows, oh, this happened to my mom. I won't make this decision. I just like it's just they, and the thing is, it's weirdly like they're so fundamentalist. They don't go to church. They're like the church is too. We don't know what kind of people oh, they're like. The, they're like the Russell brands where it's just like everyone's <laughs> awful except for me. Just I, listen to me. It's <laughs> like the whole world. Yes, they yes. are that they have taken that pill. And it's like. The, the thing is, the kids, as much as the sh- like, the parents are doing things that I think are a huge disservice to the kids, the kids, for the most part, are different versions of very lovely. Like, there's this mm-hmm. girl named Lydia who's 15, and she's like, yeah, I somehow have become, like, the mom of the house, and, like, I do all the chores and the dishes, and, like, uh, we moved to a house, and I used to go on my walks around the farm to do my prayers and connect with the Lord, and now I just am in my prayer closet, so I can write all my prayers down and post them to the walls, and it's honestly like, oh, oh, that's you know, Lydia, a prayer closet. You. A prayer closet is straight from fucking Carrie. Like I'm, Stephen King's Carrie. It's scary, but also like her heart is in the right place. She's of like a sweet girl. Bless and like, her. And like Mariah's like, I'm very different from you. I want to like wear midriff shirts and all of this, but like we're buddies because we respect each other. And I'm yeah. like, yes, Jesus, and, and we're sisters. And we're si- it's just like, yeah. it's more lovely than it is horrifying because the stakes are so low between like why there's such a huge family divide. I, I do. I've kind of, don't tell Jackson, kind of like looked ahead only in like the, like oh. this is what happened. Like looking at like the log lines of the episodes, things get fucking nuts. Oh my God. But I'm just like, I, it's just, I, I don't know how I have become addicted to this show about a family of like large kids. Like, cause who cares? <laughs> but I understand how you become addicted know, to a show about a family of large kids but because John and Kate plus eight was my life. I understand it. But I just want, time. I just, I just want everyone to be happy in the family. And I want the parents to admit that like, you did this wrong. I understand you think you're helping your kids by sheltering them so much, but you're not. That transition from like sheltered world that you control everything to the real world is beyond jarring. It's like traumatic for these kids. Let them live. Like have a kid being aware of what social media is at 15 is not going to kill them. It's going to prepare them for the real world. Yeah. You're not going to stop the real world from happening. Yeah. Sorry. These are my feelings. Yeah. The only thing that can stop the real world from happening is Paramount Plus when they take off (laughs) the real world. I'm so mad about that. But nothing is better than a reality show about a family where the stakes are so low, but yet so high. <laughs> exactly. It's like when, the, when just like the topic of conversation for the day is an episode where Kate finds a sale on grapes at the grocery store and it's <laughs> thrilling. I'm just like, yes. Oh no, Colin's constipated at the furniture store. I know. What do we do? Iconic television. I, and then eventually, like as time goes on, the stakes get I think really that's what happens. high. Yes. And I will so, say something that I prefer about the show versus John and Kate. We don't focus on any young kids. Like there's like, there are okay. these three older kids and then like, they're like five young ones and we, we don't care. Sure. So sure. I prefer Oh, that. I'm sure TLC learned their lesson from Matt. <laughs> you'd think. You'd think. Yeah. So Matt Steele. Yes. What's been giving you moments, darling? So I mean, I already talked about this in the beginning of the podcast that I went to the sing-along Sound of Music at the Hollywood Bowl, popped my chair. It was great. Yes. Um, so the Sound of Music, obviously it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but it's also always, I guess like, Looking at it now, it's kind of a movie that I always took for granted because it's always like, oh, I've seen it a million times like as a kid. Mm. I have not watched it since I moved to L.A. Like I have not watched the movie in full since I moved to L.A. in 2012. So it has been a long time. And seeing 
it again after becoming someone who like makes film and like understands the process (laughs) of like crafting together a piece of cinema and then also seeing it for the first time with like the newly uh, what's it called when they like redo do it uh, like remastered remastered like the remastered cinematography Mm. and all that shit fuck if that is not the greatest piece of fucking cinema on the planet every single obviously the story is incredible. Rodgers and Hammerstein, I would literally give my life for like, they are the greatest artists who will like the greatest writers who will ever walk the face of the planet to me. And so of course I will always love the sound of music so much, but just like actually like seeing like the details and how the movie is constructed and crafted and just the visuals of the movie is just so, they're just so spellbinding. Like Mm. it's on location in Austria and, like just the architecture of everything and how each shot is designed is just so glorious. Robert Wise just just such an amazing job at like putting together like these pieces and like watching the family grow together in the 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 do re mi shots. Like how like he builds that whole story and makes it feel like these children are really spending like an entire month learning how to sing and developing such a relationship with Maria and. And just, just like noticing those like actual like filmmaking details mm. of the sound of music was just so special to me. And just like, the, oh, it like, the, again, like when the stakes are so low, but yet feel so high. Like when Maria's just like, the children don't have any play clothes. <laughs> and then she's, and then the captain yells at her and everything for them being in her bedroom during a thunderstorm at night when they should be in bed and everything. And the entire time you're just like, the curtains, Maria, turn around, turn around. And when she turns around and discovers the curtains, everyone in the the audience just like started screaming with joy, just being like, yes, she's going to take those curtains and make play clothes out of the curtains. Like, it's just so euphoric and so wonderful. It was, it was like, she like discovered the secret to life's existence. That's it's awesome. like, it, like, like, it's just such a fabulous, fabulous movie, which everyone knows already at this point because you know that's it's the, the one sound with of music. Nazis, right? Yeah, there's some Nazis. Okay, so there's some stakes, <laughs> and, it's, there's and some. it's so. Oh yes, the stakes, the stakes are brewing, and then at the end, they're really, really there. Got it. Um, but. And it's just so funny because every time the Baroness would enter, like the entire audience would boo because, you know, she's, you know, apparently, you know, the villain, even though she mm. fucking slays. Um, but people were like screaming as they were booing her. They were just like, fuck you, Nazi and everything. And me and uh, Rohita and uh, her friend John, who was with us, we had to turn around and be like, no, the Baroness isn't a Nazi. Like, you don't have to <laughs> like accuse her of being a Nazi. She's just, you know, not right for the captain. OK. You know, I have not seen this. Movie. I mean, yes, but the people listening, they <laughs> yes, know. They know. Yeah, so it was just a really fun experience with everyone just like singing along and just like getting really into it. And whenever like the captain would enter, everyone would like cheer yeah. and like and like you know wolf at him because he's hot and sexy and great. Yeah, <laughs> so it, and it's just like seeing it from like the eyes of like a filmmaker. Now I like mm. really see the craft that is involved, and it's just beautiful. I invite everyone to rediscover it, a remastered version. All right. Uh, so would you put the sound of music over the Wizard of Oz? I mean, I. I, I mean, no shade to the Wizard of Oz, but like, <laughs> I was a Sound of Music child first and foremost. Got it. Okay, just making sure. Like, Sound of Music, I would have the Sound of Music on TV every single day as a kid. Like, mm. my brother would put it in. That's like, great. instead of listening to the radio as right. a family, it would be like, oh, we're popping in a musical. And okay. Was, a lot of times it was the Sound of Music VHS, that yeah. double VHS that mm. was about three hours. I was gonna long. say it sounds long. Sounds uh, like Titanic. Like. I mean, it's like two hours and forty something minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's an it's an epic. It's the sound of fucking music. All right. Well, justice for the sound of music. I guess. I, I don't think it needs justice. <laughs> the sound of music has been given its flowers. Right. But I'm just here to give it some more flowers. Right. Some some Edelweiss sprinkles, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Edelweiss. <laughs> yeah. Edelweiss. Oh God. You need to re-watch <laughs> the sound of music because your only exposure to the sound was of music the, was I the saw sound the Carrie of music Underwood. Live. Yeah. I saw yeah. Carrie Underwood. And when that. we talked about it on Two Gay Mats, I believe you referred to the story of the sound of music as uh Man. dumb oh. <laughs> you were that like, sounds right yeah. I, was, I had a heart attack well it's been so long it's definitely not something i remember but i'm glad you enjoyed it right. and um i'm so happy you had a fun time maybe this can be next week's mission for you to revisit I the got, sound of music i got four seasons of plathville to get through babe i gotta really focus i can perform the entirety of it right now on the live Oh, no, I'm okay. okay. <laughs> I think we should probably say goodnight to the people. All right, fine. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, and we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.